Today's guest is sure to inspire. She's Swiss, living in Canada, working full-time as a teacher, and on top of that, she shoots for 30 paying clients a year, mostly only in the summer break. She spends winter working on her marketing plan and has absolutely no intention of ever going full-time with her pet photography business. Hanako was truly an open book in this interview, particularly in the members only extended half where we got into financials, pricing structures, and lead sources. This episode, you really don't want to miss it. So if you're not yet a member, definitely this is the one to join. Head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com slash join so that you get to hear the entire interview. Of course, members, uh, make sure you're listening in your RSS player or uh, through the member zone so that you catch the uh, episode in its entirety. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting to Hanako Soncini. Uh, Gee, my, uh, my language is already mixing up here. It's an Italian name and still. <laughs> so, sorry, we've got uh, Hanako Soncini uh, here um, from Kiwis Photography. Uh, welcome to the club, Hanako. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Sorry about my little bubble <laughs> through the, uh, the intro there or the mini intro anyway. <laughs> no worries. So, <laughs> I'm quite excited to talk to you today and I know that a lot of the uh, listeners will be as well. I did pop a little note into the members Facebook group letting the members know that I would be chatting with you, um, which I, you know, we, we always do for every interview. And it was uh, really cool to hear some, like have some questions come through from the members as well. They were really intrigued about what it is you're doing and how you manage to balance uh, your business with a full-time job. So I know the listeners are going to love this interview as much as uh, I'm excited for it as well. So let's backpedal a little bit. And can you just give a bit of an introduction into like where you're based, what it is that you do with your business and how you fit it in amongst your full-time job. Sure. So uh, I'm based in Ottawa. It's in Canada. It's the capital of Canada. And I moved here from Switzerland about 10 years ago. And um, I didn't start with teaching or photography, actually. I did a lot of <clears throat> small jobs and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I ended up teaching full time. And I've always loved uh, taking photos and especially of my pets because I've always I grew up having so many pets you know if I look back at my photo albums uh, they're all photos of my pets <laughs> so uh, it naturally I guess I, I naturally evolved into you know uh, photography and cameras and all that so I started doing it as a hobby and a few years ago, not long ago, actually, I think two, two to three years ago, I started doing this professionally while balancing uh, teaching as well and photography. So um, that's where I am now. <laughs> mm -hmm, okay. So give, me a, give us all um, a bit of a 
an overview of what your typical year looks like. I mean, I did ask you just before we press recording um, and I was mm-hmm. yeah, interested to hear. So, you know, what's the breakdown of, of breakdown of kind of the 12 months? How does that work for you in terms of juggling a full-time teaching job and your photography? Right. So I teach around 10 months uh, of the year. And, um, you know, during the summer, I have two months of, uh, I guess, vacation or prep time. But I have those two months off. And in the winter as well, I have uh, about two weeks off. But I teach full time during 10 months. And um, I take photos, usually on the weekends during the year. And uh also during my summer vacation, that's my biggest, you know, it's uh, the period during the year where I, where I have the most time for my clients. So I use that as much as I, as I can. And uh, yeah, otherwise it's during the weekend. So I usually have only one day off <laughs> during the week, during the year. And all, um, you know, I, on Saturday or on Sunday, depending on the client, uh, I'm booked. So that's basically how I manage my schedule. In the winter, I try not to take any clients and that's more of a preference thing uh, because I can't manage the cold at all. And I haven't gotten used to uh, the Canadian winter yet, uh, even though I have been here for over 10 years. Um, So that's more of a preference thing. But um, other, other than that, that's usually how I balance my schedule. Okay. Okay. So let's get into that nitty gritty a little bit more. So you said that during winter, you typically don't shoot. Um, Mm -hmm. Then through the rest of the year, other than the two months in summer, you're teaching six days a week and you potentially also have a photography client on the seventh day of the week. Is that, did I get that right? So I teach five days a week, Monday to Friday, and I take a client on Saturday or Sunday, depending on their schedule. So I have one day off. Okay. Oh, well, very lenient of you, giving yourself an entire day off. And do you actually have (laughs) a day off or do you use it for like marketing or something for the business or do you you take it off? I usually use that day to edit. So I take photos. (laughs) If I take photos on Saturday, I'll use my Sunday to edit and uh, do some admin stuff and prep for the next school day and things like that. Can I ask you, um, Hanako, if there is anybody else in your in your home or if, if you live on your own? Uh, so right now I live on my own, but I'm actually in the process of moving in with my boyfriend. So, yeah, that's part of the reason why I haven't taken any clients this winter, because I'm packing boxes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, because I actually want to spend time with my boyfriend. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So would you actually consider yourself like a bit of a workaholic or you just really love um, (laughs) your photography and you don't want to keep teaching or like, what's the story there? I think it's both. I think I'm definitely a bit of a workaholic. Uh, I've always been, I always have to, you know, be doing something. I can't just sit there and uh, do nothing. That's just not me. But I ended up with these two passions. I love teaching and I love photography as well. So I can't really, you know, people always ask me, do you want to go full time or are you ever going to give up teaching or photography? And I always say, no, I can't give up, you know, 
one or the other because I love both so much. Um, so yeah, I guess it makes me a bit of a workaholic. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not shaming you on that. I definitely feel a workaholic. I've changed as my life has, um, but I can definitely relate. So no judgment. <laughs> okay. So, so you're shooting potentially one client a week for like nine months of the or no six or seven months of the year, I guess, and then two months of summer. How many clients are you shooting in that period? Oh my god, a lot. Uh, usually, I try to take oh my god, maybe one or two clients a week. So I was actually looking at my numbers and, um, you know, for the whole year of 2022. So this year, I had about 30 paying clients for the whole year. And most of it was during the summer, because that was my, you know, the period of the year where I had the Mm -hmm. most time. So yeah, most of it is was during the summer for sure, but it was, it's about 30 clients for the year and that's paying clients. So on the side, I'm doing, uh, you know, maybe some volunteer work for fundraisers and like maybe one giveaway here and there. So those are not paying clients, but you know, uh, it, my, uh, goal is to like have, you know, to turn those into paying clients because of products and all that. But I do that as well. Okay. Okay. So about 30 clients a year, which actually for, you know, some photographers that might be actually almost a full-time job in itself, depending on, you know, what service level they offer, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the average sale and this kind of thing. So, I mean, it's not just one client a month, you know, you're you're fitting in, you know, three Mm -hmm. times that um, almost and this full-time job. So before you mentioned that you you get asked a lot and that was one of the questions in the group, in the Facebook group of the members, if you you actually want to go full-time in your photography and you said no because you don't want to give up your teaching, are Mm -hmm. you interested in balancing it out a little bit more? Like would you be ever looking to reduce your teaching hours to part-time so that you could do more photography or are you really happy with the balance right now? I've thought about it. Uh, right now, I'm happy with how everything is. So, you know, teaching full time and then doing photography, I guess, part time, which is turning into full time almost, but uh, part time. And, uh, you know, I want to keep it that way for now. Obviously, that might change in the future. And, you know, I don't have any kids or, you know, but if that were the case, then I did think about maybe reducing the teaching part of my life. So teaching part-time maybe and doing photography full-time. I've thought about, you know, just taking a year off of teaching and see how uh, I could uh, work as a full-time photographer as well. So I'm not eliminating those options, but right now I'm happy the way things are. So I want to keep them that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. And is that because of like lifestyle and workload or is it mostly because of money like is it you know uh, financially better for you to be teaching full-time or like where does that kind of mix come in um I'm I'm not a very adventurous person (laughs) so I don't really like taking risks um especially with my life and finances and all that I do like to have that safety net so you know with the teaching 
I do get all the benefits and, you know, a, a regular salary that comes in biweekly and, uh, you know, there's all that. So because I've only started pit photography, like seriously, uh, I think about two years ago. Um, so I don't want to really give up all of the teaching part and I, I still want to have that safety net, uh, just in case anything happens or the business doesn't go well or, but, um, yeah, I did, I did think about all the, the other options as well, for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. You must be a uh, quite a motivated person, Hanako, because I know that some people like myself, for example, I actually mm -hmm. found that I had to remove the safety net of another income to push myself to grow my business to the next level. But it looks to me on the surface, at least, and from what you've just said so far, that actually your business is doing quite well. I mean, especially for a part-time business, 30 clients a year. We haven't gone into your averages yet, but we will in the members only second half if you're up for that. But I imagine like myself, if I had this, you know, kind of a steady or definitely steady income with teaching and kind of the paycheck coming in all the time and um, knowing when my holidays were and everything, I think I would find it hard to be motivated to grow my business <laughs> unless I was super, you know, aiming to, you know, uh, save or, or something, buy a house or something, and I needed to remove the ceiling of my, my income earning. Um, mm -hmm. so do you consider yourself quite a motivated person? I think so. Um, it, I, it's funny because I always, you know, laugh about it with uh, my friends and family. And I always say that, you know, you said motivated, so, which is very positive, but I always say I'm very hard headed. <laughs> so it worked in my favor uh, because I'm also very competitive. And, you know, there's, you know, running a business is not easy. And there's more and more pet photographers as well. You know, it's becoming more common, I guess. And, you know, seeing all these other pet photographers who, you know, are also friends, you know, work hard and get clients and produce amazing photos. And I, you know, it's great for them, but I do get competitive as well. So uh, there's a side of me that, you know, that's like, I, I have to do better because I don't want to, um, you know, just kind of be left behind. <laughs> so um, I'm hardheaded in that sense and it does motivate me. So uh, thank God for them as well. But yeah, I guess motivated uh, is, is a word <laughs> I can use. No, I think it's great to know your own personality, you know. I mean, I'm also quite competitive, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's one aspect that motivates you probably, and there's probably others. And to know your personality and what drives you, I think, makes it much easier because, you know, like I said before, I had to remove that safety net because I would just become a little bit complacent in the early years when, it, you know, I probably would have given up earlier because it's hard work, right. you know. Whereas you, it is. you know, you know your own personality, and uh, you're the opposite. You find comfort in the safety net, but not so much that uh, you don't push yourself to do better in your own business. So I think that's a, a great takeaway for the listener to just really consider, if you haven't already, like consider your own personality when it comes to like how can you push this business to work for you. I mean, that's exactly what you've done, Hanako. From what I understand, I mean, you're you're really building a business that suits you. You're you're not taking on winter clients. You're working, you know, 
more clients, like a lot in a two month period, and then just a few others on each side of that. And that's exactly what works for you and suits your personality. I do want to dive into how it's working for you in terms of numbers and what it is you offer your clients and and marketing and all of these kind of things because you mentioned giveaways before and volunteering. So I want to get into all of that, but I'm going to save that for our members only, which is the second half of this interview. So let's uh, wrap up part one now. But before we do do that, how can the listener find you if they want to check out your work or they want to connect? some way they've got some questions where's the best place for them to go yeah so um in terms of social media i think i'm very active on instagram which is my instagram handle is kiwis photography ottawa uh and um i usually automate everything so everything that's posted on instagram is automatically posted on facebook so my facebook handle is the kiwi photography crew (laughs) i couldn't find anything else and my website is uh, kiwisphotography.com perfect and i will add links to all of those in the show notes so if you miss anything guys don't worry just jump over to the show notes and you can uh grab the links there um, you just have to head to thepetphotographersclub.com slash uh, the podcast and search Hanako, which is H-A-N-A-K-O. Uh, but that's it for part one of this episode. If you're a member, of course, you can continue listening to part two in the member zone or via your private RSS feed in your favorite podcast player. Just a reminder that if you are a member, you do have that private link. If you can't find it, shoot me through an email and I'll hook you up because um, that makes it way easier to listen to put your, you know, the extended episodes on the go. You can listen to it on whatever app you like, you know, listening. Um, so yeah, make sure you hit me up for that. Now, if you're not a member, of course, you can join today. It's just $10 a month and membership includes loads of perks like listening to the end of this, here's a bonus content and much more. So head on over to thepetphotographersclub.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.